All right. Well, welcome back to the Filmographies podcast. I'm uh, very happy to be joined here today by Justin Serkin, uh, director of a really, really great short film uh, that you reached out to me with called uh, Reseda, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Right. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for being here, Justin. Thank you for having me, man. I, I really appreciate it. For sure. And yeah, I think uh, if we just start off, if you tell me a bit about yourself, how you got into film, uh, kind of everything film related leading up to making this short would be really great yeah so um when i was a kid i was about four years old i uh i saw star wars episode three revenge of the sith and i was born in 2001 so i saw it like around the time that it, it came out um and i was just like totally blown away by that movie like just completely mesmerized and i just i remembered like thinking to myself i don't know like who makes this but i want to make this and after i watched that i i would like take my toys and i would just try to like reenact what i saw so that was kind of the first time i re i personally remember um feeling that i wanted to do something with film and uh ever since then um when i was like in middle school i was starting to kind of write down my ideas and write short stories and um i my dad has shown me movies ever since i was a kid um he showed me a lot of classics um 2001 a space odyssey was another like really important film um, that I watched early on as a kid when I was about 10 and that made me that really like opened me up to see like how what you could actually do with a movie like philosophically thematically yeah and technically so um but yeah when I got to when I got to middle school and I started writing my own ideas down um I started to think about you know what do I really want to do like with my life and I just wanted to be a director like very badly. <laughs> and um, when I got to high school, I started directing my own shorts and uh, I did a couple of film programs in high school. When I was 16, I got accepted to this um, film, pro film program called uh, the California State Summer School for the Arts, which is held at CalArts um, every summer and um, great program really wonderful really like opened me up kind of artistically um and then the summer after that which is like summer of 2018 when I was 17 years old um I went to NYU Tisch for their summer program and so I did these couple summer programs and that was all all great I really learned a lot from them and just kind of like finding like you know how to where to place a camera and like how to edit and where like how to you know shoot shots that look nice <laughs> um and I've always been I've always been a writer too so um writing is like where where it all like kind of stems from like I I'm always like it all I write all my films so um yeah but then I got to college after like after high school and um I went to Cal State University in Northridge in the San Fernando Valley. And um, that was great. And I just graduated this past May. 
So I'm really fresh out. And I told myself, you know, right out of, right out of uh, high school or sorry, right out of college, I'm going to try and get into my um, first feature film. And so my last semester is when I made Reseda. And um, I came up with the idea for Reseda while I was still in college, like about a, like over a year ago, a little over a year ago. And um, I was just kind of really like uncertain about, you know, what's going to happen after college. I just was kind of feeling that sense of uncertainty. So I needed something to laugh at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's when I came up with this character, uh, Syl Getzman, who's this drug dealer, who's a complete idiot. Yeah. So that's kind of what's led me to uh, make this short film, Reseda. Um, but the plan has always been to make a feature film of it. Like it started, the idea was like, I'm going to make this a feature film, but um, let me do a short film so I can just kind of use it to pitch the feature. Definitely. And was this the first feature film that you wrote? Uh, or this was the first oh. script you completed? No, actually. Um, <laughs> I I had another film that I was going to do as my first for a long time, like since, like when I was uh, right after I got out of uh, Cal Arts, this is like late 2017. I was, I I really I got this idea to do a film um, about these uh, teenagers growing up in the valley, and it was very it's very personal to me, and I wanted it to be kind of like a American graffiti for kids who grew up in the 2010s. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that was going to be my first one. And I wrote a script for that. And I, and I was going to do a short for that also, but um, I just wasn't ready to do it. I, I just wasn't ready. And I needed to do something that was a little more achievable because it, it just became this huge thing. Like I, I wrote that script and it, it was like over like two and a half hours long, like oh, yeah. very long. script, And mm-hmm. so I kind of needed to take a break from it and then, actually like focus and do something more achievable so that's why i decided to go with Reseda uh first before i did that one yeah no that makes a lot of sense that's definitely uh, whatever's happening in that script two and a half hours of anything uh which will be even more when you shoot it is i can see yeah. what you were thinking of by <laughs> trying to scale down yeah well and the funny thing is that 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 one is like the end product i don't even want that one to be two and a half hours like i mm-hmm. want that one to be an hour and 40 minutes or 45 minutes because i just i want to like if i'm ever going to do a two and a half hour movie i want to earn that i want to like make films a bit shorter first and then kind of work up to something like that so yeah yeah were there any filmmakers when you're growing up to any specific ones that you came across that you were quickly able to recognize as like, those are my people. These are my oh, guiding right. lights for that. Yeah. What were some of those uh, filmmakers or who, who were some of those filmmakers? Well, um, I, the number one guy is for me is Quentin Tarantino. I just like too like, too influential to me like when I was like a teenager I was like desperately trying and failing to copy him like Mm -hmm. I was trying to like exactly like him and um you know like there were times when I'd be like late like like staying up very late and then 
writing just random scenes and trying to just kind of copy the way he writes dialogue. And sometimes I would like get kind of like close, but I never would actually achieve it. Mm -hmm. And I kind of realized at some point, like if I'm really influenced by this guy, I'm going to just, the way I just naturally write something, you'll be able to see the influence on from him. If I just do it my own way. So that's kind of what I've been doing. Um, but he's my guy. He's like, I've, I've, there's nobody I I've studied more um, just like as a person, like I have, I, there's nobody I've studied more than him. So he's, he's definitely, he's number one. Um, I would say uh, George Lucas is another one just because um, not necessarily the way he shoots a movie or writes a movie, but more so the world building that he, that he makes. Um, that's something I really like in a movie whenever you watch it and there's clearly like a built-in world and unique things about the world which is what I've kind of tried to do with Rosita a little bit. Um, another one is Richard Linklater, who made uh, Days and Confused and Slacker um, and the Before Trilogy. He's a huge influence to me. Um, it kind of in, in the writing way and in the directing way. I just love the way he... Well, he, he focuses a lot on like suburban life and Reseda is kind of a is a movie about suburban life and I've grown up in suburbia my whole life so um I kind of personally connect with that as well um and then also I would say uh Kevin Smith uh Clerks is my favorite comedy of all time mm -hmm. yeah have you seen Clerks I have yeah 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 it's funny yeah I love that movie yeah um yeah, the kind of humor uh, influenced me. But somebody who's not a filmmaker who has really influenced me is Larry David. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, Cur Curb Your Enthusiasm was a huge influence on me. Um, just the way he kind of creates an insane situation and, and has himself be at the expense yeah. of the comedy <laughs> is, is hilarious to me. Um, those would probably be the major ones, and and last the last like big major one would be, would be Donald Glover, um for the show Atlanta. That's like one of my favorite shows of all time, and was a huge influence to Rosita. Huge. Yeah, that's great. How did uh, how did these influences kind of start coming together into the writing process? Uh, if that makes sense of like. How did you get into like starting to think about this idea specifically? What were these ideas you're pulling from all these different inspirations and how did that lead you into getting this specific film up and running? Well, it's funny because like some of it is not like conscious at all. Some of it, some of like the influence is just not even like, I'm not thinking about, um, I'm not thinking about link later when I'm writing really. It, it's just kind of something I notice along the way, but, um, the idea of doing this film about this drug dealer who's a complete moron um, came from the fact that I just, I needed something to laugh at. I, I kind of was like not, I wasn't going through a great time um, during this period of college. And I just wanted to make something kind of like Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I wanted to combine it with 
a genre film, like a fun genre film. And I've always wanted to do a crime movie. Um, so, and cause you know, to be honest, like that, like I, Pulp Fiction is like my favorite movie of all time. And I really wanted to do a crime film and then combine it with something else that's like super different. So those two were definitely like in my head when I was like writing the script um but the other ones like like uh George Lucas and and Kevin Smith and Linklater those kind of just came naturally didn't I wasn't like consciously thinking about them um it's just kind of something I noticed like later on yeah yeah it's I've, it's part of that soup I guess is a way to think about it. it's all these things you're throwing in there and they're kind of simmering and uh it comes out later as a fully formed thing that has all these different flavors and inspirations but it's uh yeah yeah not a direct i'm gonna do a link later scene i'm gonna do a tarantino scene here uh right right yeah definitely see what you're saying also sometimes sometimes though like i mean i'll admit i'll admit like uh in Reseda, the last shot of the film um when uh sill is running away from these mobsters chasing him mm-hmm. that was like i consciously was ripping off atlanta consciously mm-hmm. like there's an episode when um there's an episode called the alligator man oh, and there's a shot yeah. you, you know what i'm talking about Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 I, I love atlanta yeah. too I, I was trying to think of it before you told me i was like i know i i, I, I have oh, yeah. it in my head <laughs> i couldn't place it but sorry yeah I keep going no yeah no, there's a shot when um the character that Cat Williams plays, like the alligator man, he's running away down the street. And I just, I saw that and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to take that. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to take that and make it my own thing. So there's time, like there are times when I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just going to like, you know, rip this mm-hmm. and that. But um, other times I'm not thinking about it at all. Do you feel like you have a specific thought process for when those moments come across? Like, is that something in the writing that that comes to you or like once you're there on set and you're seeing kind of location and what you have available uh, in the cases where you do uh, kind of nod to something or quote something more specifically? You know, it's funny, like uh, I knew I was going to do that shot before we shot it. I knew like I told my GP, I'm like, we're doing this like this way and um but there are times like when I'm writing a script I try and I don't outline anything like I I really want to try and find it and let the characters evolve and and bring the plot forward but I have an idea of where it's going um so I leave room for um improvisate like I leave a lot of room for just kind of improvising um same thing on set the way I kind of like to do it on set is I like to block the actors out first and then figure out where I'm going to put the camera. Um, but there's times when I, um, like, I guess like to answer your question, like there's not like, I don't have like a thought, like the thought process of like, Oh, I'm going to, I guess it really just depends on how I'm feeling that day. If I'm like really feeling like inspired by something very specific I'll be on set and I'll be like, okay, we're going to get the Atlanta shot now. Um, But other times it's just like, it just kind of evolves naturally. I don't, not even, again, like not even thinking about it. And I, I like working that way just because I, I don't want to overthink 
uh, everything. I, I used to overthink everything. Like when I was a teenager and I was trying to like write like Tarantino, I feel like I was kind of overthinking it and uh, judging it as I was writing it. And I've learned to not do that. Um, yeah. And I think it's been a lot more fun uh, just kind of letting it evolve naturally. Yeah, definitely. It's there's something to be said for sure about you still want to be able to make and find the movie a bit like you were saying with writing how you don't like outlining uh i've always found it if you can definitely over prep something whereas mm -hmm. you get to set and then it's just like all right well we know exactly what we're supposed to do and there's like the schedule's just this way and we can't really have any fun in a way with it it's like we can't really improvise and find those fun things uh like happy accidents that happen along the way um, yeah no I, I really i really I, there was a lot of happy accidents that happened uh when we were shooting um one thing that happened is uh the production design um the, this uh sills roommate in the film the guy who's eating the cheez-its mm -hmm. uh, there's all this like junk and trash on the table in front of him and that was not planned at all that was there mm -hmm. when we got there, and i was like let's just keep it yeah so yeah i love happy accidents <laughs> yeah what was the uh like specific pre-production process for this film like like how long did it take you to get everything together and did you have any rehearsal so, time casting it was so fast. yeah it, it was so fast because um like i said i was doing another i was trying to get another short made right before this and this one kind of evolved out of being frustrated with that other one mm -hmm. and i was like you know, am I allowed to curse on this? Yeah, please. Well, I was kind of like, I was kind of like, fuck it. I just need to direct something. So I wrote the short film for Reseda really fast in like a day, not even a day, like a night. And then I, I wrote it with all my friends from college in mind, like my best friend who plays Sil, uh, uh, Ravi Neal. Like I wrote it for him. And so and I wrote, I wrote it really fast. And my other friends who are his roommates in real life, they're in the film. The guy of Ving, who's the dude in the ski mask, he's another one of my friends. And he's roommates with Ravi. And so um, I just called them up that same evening. And I was like, we're shooting this next week because I need to direct something. And I got everything together in about a week. And we shot it um, at their house and at my house. So it was just, it was a really fast pre-production phase. Um, but thankfully I knew, like, I, I had already written a good amount of the feature. So I already knew the characters, or I knew some of the characters. Um, but yeah, that, it was super fast. And we shot it in about two days. Wow. And so this yeah. is a case where something, this sequence, the scene was not in the, script or any plan you already had it was more based off what you had been writing a little bit well the thing is this the story in the short film is a sequence in the feature but, but i had i had not written the sequence in the feature yet oh, okay so um when i when i went back to when i finished the short and i went back to finish the the feature script i knew i wanted to put this this the sequence in and I did, but it actually does play out a little differently in the feature 
um it's a little longer and there's a little more like context into a bigger story but um yeah i kind of it mostly just came from like i knew who this character was this character is still i knew who he was and uh i was able to just kind of create a short film version of him so the the short film version of him is like it's it's close to who he is in the feature but there's so much more that i can that i'm exploring with him in the feature mm-hmm. so um yeah it's it's hard making a short because you have to you really don't have like uh all the time in the world neither do you have it for the feed for a feature film either but like it's just so much you have so much like less time and you have to just kind of like figure out what's a very like concise beginning middle and end in that short amount of time and like that's hard to do and to to do that like to make like a a proof of concept for a feature it it has to be like its own thing it has to almost be like its own film and story and so that's why it plays out a little differently in the feature yeah no that's a really interesting point i think shorts can definitely seem easier compared to features just in terms of scope and length but making like you said a really great short with all those elements that is does feel contained and not just like a teaser for something else is extremely difficult uh was this the first or how many shorts had you like produced independently kind of in this fashion before like was this your first time going this quickly with the pre-production and production or uh had you done more traditional quote-unquote traditional productions in the past with a larger crew well more schedule well yes i have um i have uh this one was really kind of like unusual in that way it just kind of was like man i haven't directed anything in a while and i need to or else i'm going to i don't know be on be really unhappy yeah (laughs) i it was like a need it wasn't like low. oh i want to do this like i needed to get this out of me um but before I did uh, one of my really close friends. Um, he's a director. His name is Cole Swanson. And uh, he he had me uh, produce a film for him um, during the pandemic. And that was his short film. And we raised money for that, um, about $20,000. And I don't even really produce. And I don't even really like producing. I enjoy producing for him because he was he's one of my best friends. Um, and I loved his film, but, um, as far as like directing goes, this is probably the fastest that one of my films has, uh, gone into production. So yeah, this was just kind of an unusual situation in that way. Yeah. And how did you feel about the experience afterwards, uh, having completed it like this fast and in a different way than you were used to? I felt great about it. <laughs> I, yeah. I was like, I'm just making this with my friends, you know, we're just having a good time. And it was hard to, to not laugh sometimes like when we were on set. Cause it was just, it was a lot of fun. We were just all having a good time. It was like, I was literally like, I got my friends together. I wrote the film for my friends to act in and I made it with my friends and it was just such a fun thing. I remember just like driving over to my friend's house, like, in the morning before we shot and I was so like excited I was so giddy 
just to man i'm like i'm gonna make a movie today it was it was just so it was a great feeling so um yeah it felt really wonderful just to like get it done and i watch it all the time i made it for me like i made it for myself so um it's like specifically tailored to me like in a weird way yeah so yeah i felt great about it yeah that's great i think that's how you find your uh audience or your people that way is by making something at this scale where you have the freedom to do completely whatever you want uh to make something that is totally for you and I, i feel like the more specific something is it'll be almost more universal in a way than trying to please everyone from a distance i i completely agree with that like you know i feel like people have to like please themselves first uh before you can please everybody else because if you're just trying to please everybody else you may neglect your own tastes and and what you see so i think it's super important yeah and how about the post-production side of this like how long did that take and was it just as fast (laughs) yeah no it was much much longer (laughs) uh post-production was about five months uh actually um we shot it so fast and my editor turned out a very like good rough cut pretty soon after but um i was still in school i was like in my last semester at at a at cal state northridge and um i just i wanted to and i was working and doing an internship so i was just kind of busy but um i took my time with it and i thought that was the right move because you know i just shot this really fast it would be good if I, you know, let it breathe a bit now and just kind of um, see how, like how it evolves in the next few months. But I did get it. I did get it done by the time that I graduated. Um, Also sound took a little bit of time um, to get right. We had good sound on set, um, but for about like three of those months, I was, I was hearing, I was like watching the, the edit with bad sound like without any post sound uh mix at all mm-hmm. and it was like i was so happy once we got sounded like once we got our my i have like i have a really wonderful uh post sound mixer he's like one of my best friends his name is brandon lian and uh he worked wonders on this film wonders like yeah it's crazy (laughs) it makes a huge difference for sure good sound and uh it's one of those things i think until you get in there with the rough footage it's hard to see just how different it feels if it's and how distracting it can be Uh, it's so different yeah much more than like a low quality camera image or something like that i feel like is more easier to get around almost for like a casual viewer but so yeah i yeah, and then how about uh, was this something were you submitting to any festivals, or is, are you kind of keeping it more as the proof of concept idea for yourself to help develop the feature and pitch it? No, uh, it, well, it's kind of both actually. I I have submitted to film festivals. I actually, it just got into the Sherman Oaks Film Festival uh, as of yesterday. Oh, awesome! So, Congrats. Thank you. I'm very excited for that one because it's um it's in the San Fernando Valley. And this is a movie about the valley. So, um, yeah, no, I I submitted to film festivals. Um, 
kind of seeing what's going to happen because I, I think what's what with the feature, the plan is um, to start shooting next year, um, summer, fall 2024. And by that time, the festival run will probably be done for the short film. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, we'll be I'll be going to festivals like into next year into like mid next year um so but yeah the, the kind of the thought my thought process is like let me just get this in front of of anybody who wants to watch it um and see who my audience is and see what like you know who will like this film um and then try to just take it like take it around take it like find find people who who uh invest in movies and who are interested in this type of movie which is a dark comedy um so yeah like that's kind of like I, i'm kind of doing like a hybrid plan i guess yeah what do yeah. you feel like what what do you feel like you've learned from the screenings you have had or with the people you have shared it with wow um <laughs> uh I screened it um a couple a few weeks ago. I screened it at a film club in downtown LA, and it was with a bunch of filmmakers. And I noticed that a lot of people who are filmmakers like it. Um, they're big fans of it because it's kind of like a kind of a genre blendy movie because it's a dark comedy. It's also a crime film. Um, so I noticed like people who are really into film like it. Um, and then I have. I have noticed uh there's been I've been surprised like some people who I did not think were going to maybe get the humor actually did like it. Um I've gotten a lot of great reactions and that's surprised me because I I think this is kind of like a strange film. <laughs> like I think it's got a kind of a strange sense of humor about it um which I don't think is for everybody it's a little politically incorrect. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, that's definitely not going to be for everybody. And I accept that. Um, but actually, surprisingly, more people have liked it than I thought. That's so great. That's, yeah. that's felt great. Yeah, yeah. that's what, what you want. <laughs> uh, awesome. How, yeah, so where are you at now with the feature? What has the experience been like overall for you trying to fundraise for this movie and pitch it as a feature uh so far like yeah. what have you learned from that well you know it's it's been it's been hard the last few months because of the strikes um yeah you know it's kind of it's kind of set us back a little bit but not too bad um because we're trying to attach an actor to the film um in in uh a few of the roles specifically like the antagonist role um in the feature but in the feature the main character sill is still going to be played by uh ravi um because i wrote it for him and and this is like the movie that me and him are doing together mm -hmm. um and same with the character ving the guy in the ski mask uh i wrote it for that guy my friend so um we're i'm keeping him as well so um but other roles I would like to really work with some some great talent and that was the, that's the plan is we'll, we'll attack we want to attach some talent to it and then use that um kind of momentum to uh bring it to companies um 
so yeah but but we're also you know kind of looking at a bunch of different funding options like we've applied to grants um we've submitted uh, contests um we've i've tried looking at just like people who are in my community uh in the valley who might be interested in in uh helping us with a film about the valley so there's just so many different angles that we're taking. We're trying to take every angle and see kind of what hits, but really like we want to attach some talent to the film and and find a company that's uh, going to support this movie and understands the importance of comedy um, and genre blending and stuff. So, but it's been a good experience. I mean, it's hard. It's always hard to make a movie and fun yeah. and fun to move, but um uh we're taking one step at a time and I, I feel very good about it that's great yeah it's the strikes yeah definitely gotta make it tough for that plan if you can't even audition is the plan to audition uh just kind of use like the actor's access backstage kind of deal or uh, uh no, no, actually i've used i've used both of those but and i think they're great but um no the plan is kind of to reach out to managers of of uh of a-list talent and uh try and um try and see who's interested in the script and the characters so um yeah because i there's a lot of there's a lot of talent that i would love to work with uh on this feature yeah can yeah. you name uh here <laughs> uh uh, your number one <laughs> option for the antagonist um <laughs> i don't know if i want to say that yet okay to be honest yeah uh don't yeah i don't know if i want to say that yet but um yeah not even like jinxing i just i i kind of want to keep that close to me i kind of want it to be a surprise for people uh um whoever we get um so yeah <laughs> yeah do you feel like there's been a piece of advice either you've gotten like directly from a filmmaker, professor, any uh, influential film figure in your life, or even from an interview from someone you never met that really kind of best prepared you for this period and this whole process? Uh, that's a great question. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I, I watch interviews with all my favorite filmmakers and all of like literally all of them say like if you want to make a movie go and make a movie yeah they just say, like go out and do it and at first like when you haven't really made a lot of stuff or maybe you haven't made anything that's kind of hard advice to hear because you know you don't have any confidence yet just because you haven't made you haven't made anything so just to say like go and make it is like kind of a hard thing to, to grasp at first but now that i have actually like listened to the advice um i understand what they mean which mm -hmm. is crazy so that's kind of like why i'm just kind of going head in first and making my first feature and i've made i've made a good amount of shorts and i i just don't want to make shorts anymore like i want to make a feature it's like been in my my head for a long time so um but yeah like just going and doing it i think is actually a really good piece of advice and just making something that you like i guess tarantino said once um make the best movie that you've never seen because you haven't made it yet 
And I think that was really great advice because now it's like, okay, well now I just have to write something that I really like. That's like perfect for me. So I think that's really good advice. Um, that has really carried me because I just want to see this damn movie. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see it so badly. And that's like the reason why I'm making it is I, I personally just want to see it so bad. Yeah. I would definitely yeah. like to see it as well. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Uh, get out into the world, put out there about this film that you really want people to know about anywhere they can go to learn more about it. Anything like that? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always posting stuff on my Instagram, um, which is just uh, at Justin Aaron Serkin um, on Instagram. I'm always that's where I usually post my stuff. Um, I also have a website, which is linked on my Instagram bio. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on. Uh, yeah, LinkedIn, Instagram. Um yeah i mean i i just you know went once the once the short film once i'm able to actually show the short film uh publicly not privately but like i can like post it publicly to uh vimeo um people will be able to access it more readily i just can't i can't publish it publicly yet because of festivals so mm -hmm. yeah but um yeah instagram is where you can find me Awesome. Well, Justin, yeah, thank you so much for your time. It's great to chat about your films and really best of luck for the uh, next part of your process. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for doing this. Um, great questions. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> I try. Yeah.